coming up. His enemies are saying their God is better than Samson's God. Y'all know that ain't true. Right? But they're believing it because of what happened. And I'm telling you today, your enemies celebrate too when you lose. When you put down your Christianity and do something that's against the will of God. They say, yeah, I knew. I knew something was not quite right. Yeah, he walk around here like he all that. But look, now. And they're celebrating and they're praising their God. They God. Because they defeated Samson. Giving God, our God, a bad name. But it's not over. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. For followers of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior marked the beginning of eternal life with God. In this four-message series, It's Not Over, learn more about living in God's will in practical ways. Here is Pastor Rob with the third message in the series, I messed up again, part two. And so, um, Samson at this point, he was angry again. And um, he did some stuff. And I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Samson uh, took like 300 foxes, captured 300 foxes, tied two of them and tied them together by twos their tails together and put a fire, uh, a flame, a torch on, on, the, on their tails and sent these this 150 sets of foxes into the Philistine crops and burned it all down. That's, that's, that's how bad he was, you know. <laughs> you can capture 300 foxes, right? <laughs> tie the tails together, you know. That's how bad he was. He did all of that. And Philistines now upset with him. They see his power, though. They see his strength. But they're upset with him. So we at point two now. Write this down. It's not over when, you, when the one you love loves money more than you. It's not over when the one you love loves money more than you. Um, Judges 16, 4 through 6 says, Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. So Samson's kind of over that other incident. You know, he's moved on. Okay. He fell in love with this new woman now, Delilah. Verse 5, the rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. So for money, the one he loved betrayed him. She's trying to get his secret of why he's so strong. And uh, this, this amount they was given, we, we, it's well over five figures. 
that they were going to give her. So that was more important than Samson's love for her. But it's not over when this happens. So don't do nothing stupid and crazy when you find out the one you love love money more than you. Okay. Number three, write this down. It's not over when the one you love tries to make you weak. It's not over when the one you love tries to make you weak. Judges 16, 6 through 8 says, so, so Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength, how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, if anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines said, the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she tied him with them. Get this now. The one he loved is trying to weaken him, not make him stronger, but weaken him. Anybody can relate? Somebody you love is not helping you get stronger, but making you weaker? This is a big deal, y'all. This is a big deal. Let me, let me give you some examples of how you can make or do things that is, that is weakening the one you love or the one you say you love, the one that loves you. Okay, some examples. Yeah. When, you're, when you're not there to support them when they're going through a tough time. When you just ain't got time. It, it can even be your kids. You say you love. And they come to you and they say, Daddy, Mama, Grandma, Grandpa, or whatever. Um, I'm, I got this issue. And then you put them on pause and you say, you know, call me later. I got to go. <laughs> and then they have to deal with it by themselves. And then they're not as strong. They came to you to get some strength, and you didn't have time to share your experience with them. Your spouse, no time to encourage them and build them back up when they went to work and they got torn down. Something happened, and you're just not there. They come to you with their problem and you still tripping on what happened last night that you didn't like. And they just dealt with something outside the house that's broken them and you and you don't you ain't feeling it, you know. Weakening them. Not strengthening them. And so here Delilah literally tied him up. He told her this will make him weak. Now, he was lying, but she did it. She actually tried to weaken him. See, this is why we got to choose the right mates. We got to love the right people. 
he fell in love with someone who loves money more than him and who wants to weaken him, not strengthen him. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen that picture somewhere in your life? Huh? That somebody fell in love with somebody and they don't mean well for them. They actually want to weaken them, not strengthen them. And so she tied him up. Point number four, write this down. It's not over when you are betrayed after sharing your heart. It's not over when you are betrayed after sharing your heart. So Samson, she tried three times. Samson told her a lie three times, but she tried to fulfill it, and it wasn't right. And so now um, the text is going to tell us that Samson finally shared his heart. And so it reads, Judges Um, 16, 15 through 17 and verse 19. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have deceived me these three times and have not told me where your great strength is. It came about when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. So he told her all that was in his heart. I'm going to pause for a second. I think all of us have been heartbroken that we shared something with somebody that we thought that they would handle well. We shared our heart with them. And then they used that information or that sharing to come back and hurt you. I think we've probably all been there. Maybe not the youngest in the room yet. But maybe, maybe so. He shared his heart. And then he told her, and, he, and it says, and he said to her, a razor has never come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I, am, if I am shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. Verse 19, she made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of hair. Then she began to afflict him, and his strength left him. So he finally shared his heart, and she cut off his hair. And now the third aspect of the vow of the Nazarite has been broken, and he he loses his strength. But it's not over. (laughs) Write this down, number five. It's not over when you can no longer see your way. It's not over when you can no longer see your way. Judges 16, 21. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. So now this cat that ripped the lion, captured foxes, and he had, I didn't tell you the story of how he killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone. (laughs) He was a bad dude, but he ain't bad now because he messed up again, again, and again, and finally it came back to haunt him, and he lost his strength. Text even says that God left him, and he didn't even know it. You know anybody that has lost that anointing? And when they tied him up, when they cut off his hair, Samson, it says Samson went out as, as he did other, the other three times that he had lied to her 
and just say, you know, I'm going to do what I normally do. And then he tried it, and he didn't have no power. So they seized him and gouged out his eyes. So now he can't even see. So some of us may be in a place in life or a situation where we're having trouble seeing clearly. We can't really see. Can't see whether to go left or right. We just don't see. Samson in this place of not seeing. I come to tell you today that it's not over when you can't no longer see your way. It's not over. Samson was here. His eyes is gouged out. And so they mistreated Samson and threw him in prison with no eyes. Number six, write this down. It's not over when your enemy is celebrating victory. It's not over when your enemy is celebrating victory. Judges 16.23 says, Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate, saying, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. So now, because of Samson's disobedience and breaking of his vow to God, his enemies are saying their God is better than Samson's God. Y'all know that ain't true, right? But they're believing it because of what happened. And I'm telling you today, your enemies celebrate too when you lose. When you put down your Christianity and do something that's against the will of God. They say, yeah, I knew. I knew something was not quite right. Yeah, he walk around here like he all that. But look, now. And they're celebrating and they're praising their God. Dagon. Because they defeated Samson. Giving God, our God, a bad name. But it's not over. Number seven, write this down. It's not over when your enemy is having fun at your expense. It's not over when your enemy is having fun at your expense. Judges 16.25 says, while they were in high spirits, they were celebrating, they shouted, bring out Samson to entertain us. <laughs> so they called Samson out of prison. They had thrown Samson into prison with no eyes. It, it, it's not enough you took out my eyes. You know, but now you want to lock me up, too. And then you want to use me for sport. And they call him out of prison and he performed for them, it says. So they celebrating, praising their God, and they call Samson out to help them celebrate and praise their God. But it's not over when folks are celebrating at your expense. It's not over. Yeah, you made a mistake, but it's not over. It's not over. Those who used to be scared of you, running from you, scared to see you coming, are now mocking you, making fun of you. Unfortunately, sometimes it's our children that this applies to. Your children who used to be scared of you, 
you know, who, <laughs> yeah, who used to be like, oh, daddy coming, daddy coming. And then now they're older. Now they're making fun of you. Now they're mocking you. Unfortunately, sometimes it's our children that take this role in our lives. It's a sad happening. And so this is what happened with Samson. Then number eight, write this down. It's not over when you hit rock bottom. It's not over when you hit rock bottom. So now just picture this. Samson, this mighty man who was ripping lions apart. Can't see, ain't got no strength. In prison, getting laughed at. This man who was dedicated to God from the womb hit the rock bottom now. Now, you, you know, you can't do nothing without help because <laughs> you can't see. Look what the text says here, John 16, I mean, Judges 16, 26 through 30. Samson said to the servant who held his hand, just pictures of it. Big, mighty, strong Samson now has to be, have his hand held. And it reads on, he, he said, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple. So he needs help to go find and get to the pillars that's supporting the temple. It reads on, so that I may lean against them. Verse 27, now the temple was crowded when, when, with men and women and rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men women and women watching. Samson performed. They were watching Samson perform. Verse 28, then Samson prayed to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to pause for a second. We hadn't read anything. Huh? When he sought the Lord, he was just going around ripping lions apart, tying up foxes, killing men with a jawbone. We ain't read nothing about him praying to the God. Now all of a sudden he hit rock bottom. Now he praying. He's praying to the Lord, right? And it says, then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God. Strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Verse 30, Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Finally. Finally, Samson surrenders to God. After all these exploits, he finally said, Lord, your will is more important than mine. You are more important than me. I love your plans, what you want, your desires more than I love my own. He says, you know what? I love it so much, I'll die for it. Now, remember, he was born to start the deliverance of Israel. That was his purpose from the womb. Before he was in the womb, actually. 
And now, finally, he says, I will die for your will, God, for what you have for my life. I'll die for it. Just let me die. And he prayed to God. He says, let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. And thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. Y'all see that? Finally, after hitting rock bottom, he surrenders completely to God. And it was his most effective moment of fulfilling the reason he was created and born when he died. So it's not over. <laughs> it's not over when your spouse or fiance marries your bestie. He experienced that. <laughs> it's not over when the one you love, love money more than you. He experienced that. <laughs> it's not over when the one you love tries to make you weak, he experienced that. It's not over when, the, when, when you are betrayed after sharing your heart. He experienced that. And it's not over when you can no longer see your way. His eyes was gouged out. It's not over when your enemy celebrate, is celebrating victory over you. And it's not over when your enemy is having fun at your expense. It's not over when you hit rock bottom. And because he surrendered to God, it wasn't over. And God, he said, just one more time, Lord, just one more time. Give me strength again. And I'm willing to die for your plan. Yes. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Y'all see, it wasn't a seem like. He didn't say, Lord, 
I'm asking for help, but it seemed like you're not listening. He didn't say that, did he? Okay, and you don't say that either when you ask God for help. You ain't saying that. You say, God, you ain't listening to me. Now, you may not say the words, but your spirit and your mind and your thoughts and your feelings are saying, God, you ain't listening. Habakkuk said it. He said, you ain't listening, God. <laughs> That's what he said. And he says, and I... I didn't just ask you one time. I continue to ask you. You ain't listening. Thank you for listening. 